Hey Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Hello, Trojan fans. Welcome to the Peristyle Podcast on a Tuesday. Today in the podcast, we're talking with uscfootball.com beat writer Dan Weber, all about USC summer workouts. They've had uh, five of these player-run practices so far, so we can kind of recap of what happened on Monday and what's going on with the wide receivers. A few different topics, so we're going to bring in Dan Weber here in a second. Just wanted to let you know if you have any questions or comments for us. We always love to hear from you. Podcast at uscfootball.com is our email address. So you can leave us a voicemail a couple different ways. One, from your phone, call 206-888-6755. Or you go right to our website, parastylepodcast.com, and click on the left side of the page, and you can leave a voicemail right there. Please be specific who you want to leave the voicemail for because we have the different shows now with Dan or Coach Harvey Hyde or Gerard Martinez or our special guests. So let us know who the the voicemail question is for, and we'll play it. And without further ado, I want to bring in Dan Weber. What's up, Dan? How you doing? Hey, pretty good, Ryan. Very much uh, enjoying uh, this summer. Uh, kind of uh, the workouts have been, uh, you know, pretty revealing uh, in a lot of ways. And, and uh, last year they were really trying to figure out how do we do this up-tempo stuff. And, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, how do, do we do they signal in the, the place and the sideline, you know, in the summer and all that. I mean, that's all figured out. You know, they're past all that. So basically, we're getting a chance to pretty much just see the players play and make plays and, you know, what do they do? And it, it gives you a chance to see the, the young guys, the, you know, first-time guys here. Uh, and, and you get to get a chance to get a really pretty quick read on, uh, on a, lot of, a lot of what's going on. So I think it's, it's been a good summer. Uh, the first five sessions have been, been a pretty good summer uh, from that point of view. Yeah, it's really my favorite time of the year to cover the team. There's less people out there. It's a lot more casual. It's fun. You can kind of we can't really talk with the players yet. We can do that in July, but it's it's it, I don't know. It's just a little more laid back, and I kind of like that. But uh, before I want to jump in, we're going to talk about summer workouts, Dan. But uh, just to let people know, we actually have a new sponsor for the Tuesday podcast. Now we have a new format. We're kind of splitting things up a little bit. Uh, but Michael Moline Real Estate is going to be our sponsor for the Tuesday show. So if you're in Southern California and you want to buy or sell property, definitely you can check them out. Michael Moline, he's a Trojan. Um, his re- website is Michael Moline Real Estate. It's M O L I N E, Michael Moline Real Estate.com. And he's based out of Beverly Hills. And he actually does, Dan, I don't know if you, he's in the, the Coliseum press box everywhere. He's help, He's on the stats team. So they there's a team of like eight or nine guys that do stats. So Michael does that too. So big part of USC football. You can call him at 310 275 4688. Uh, for Michael Moline. Yeah, we're going to we have to do this, Dan. We, I want to get the stats guys on the show and talk about to them sometimes because they have a really interesting job during the during the game. They're doing all this kind of crazy stuff with stats. Yeah, I, and it's changed so much. I mean, I was a, a college SID at, at Xavier, and I think about how in the, you know, the time since then until now, the ability to, you know, keep the running stats in the way that you can, uh, you know, all the technology that allows you to do things uh, – it's amazing, you know, the changes that uh, – and, and, and those guys, every program you go to, those stat guys are, you know, the backbone, uh, you know, of the, of the whole operation, and they're, 
you know, they're there. And, and, and it's amazing. You, you can go from any any place in the country, and it's the same guys. They love what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Uh, they really care about, you know, the program and all of that. And, and it's really it's neat to just – those are some of the neat people you get to meet when, you, uh, when you're in this business uh, all over the country. They're, they're just, uh, you know, you can't – couldn't do it without them. Okay, well, I want to talk about the summer workout stuff. I guess the, the, there's kind of news uh, from this morning that I know you were able to confirm with USC that uh, Janie Harris, the uh, sophomore wide receiver who Steve Sarkeesian actually touted as good, he said he was going to start the first game last year uh, and didn't end up doing that, didn't play a whole lot. I mean, he got some time last year, but he had a couple of hip surgeries this offseason. Yeah, and, and he it fools us. I mean, okay, so it, you know for sure we are talking to the players because, you know, we did see him, uh, you know, kind of walking with a limp. One night he had a cane. Uh, he's out there, uh, you know, watching, uh, hasn't taken part. And we know, you know, he had some lingering injuries all through uh, uh, last year. And, you know, it, it seemed like a you know, groin pull or a, a hamstring. And maybe this is the this is where those injuries were, uh, and and I guess you know if you have if it's that classic kind of hip cartilage, where it just you know uh, it 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 becomes like you know the bone raw and jagged a little bit, and there's just constant pain or pain when you you know really uh, you know exercise hard on it, and uh, uh, all I have to say is. That's amazing. Uh, everybody else that, that has gone through that surgery, you've seen them in the motorized wheelchair, and uh, you know for a week or two at the very least, especially with both hips. And uh, so, uh, and again, we won't be able to find this out for a while. Uh, but uh, uh, he either is a really quick healer, or maybe it wasn't quite as you know as severe, uh, because uh, when when anybody else has gone through that. There wasn't any doubt about what what the deal was that they were you know serious in serious surgery and and going to take some serious rehab and USC is saying he's probably going to miss the season but they're not saying absolutely he's going to miss the season um, so you know we can leave it at, at, at there right now but uh, you know it might be a uh, one of those situations where maybe uh, how fortunate USC has had, you know, say uh, somebody like a, a Deontay Burnett to have stepped up as as much as he has in these summer workouts so far, and, and you know, make you think, gee, he, you know, he's a blue shirt kid, but wow, he uh, he just may, uh, you know, find a way to the field. Uh, it might be hard to keep him off the field now. Yeah, and uh, it's it's interesting because. Like we said, Harris was a guy that you know looked like last summer during workouts he was amazing. He you know he hadn't played wide receiver since Pop Warner came in and made a lot of plays and looked really good. Then you know just didn't didn't quite get going during the season. Of course, the emergence of Juju Smith. Um, but with the guys you know that the new guys coming in, I think it adds a lot of needed depth. And we talked about the walk-ons before. There's some really talented walk-ons too. If if USC had to go there. Uh, but, you know, Juju Smith's going to be the leader. We saw a lot of great things out of Stephen Mitchell. I think Darius Rogers played pretty well. Uh, we saw some Isaac Whitney. Uh, he, you know, he came in the spring. Daquan Hampton has looked really good, too. The, both those guys are J.C. transfers. And, you and you know, Jalen Green switching over to wide receiver. He's made a ton of plays. And then Deontay Burnett, who I watched a lot at Sarah and like then, but it wasn't he wasn't really a USC-level guy, committed to Washington State. And then on signing day when we were down there for their announcement, you know, picked USC and 
we learned he was going to be a blue shirt and, and all that. So he's not taking part in those uh, strength workouts right now. He shows up, you know, kind of when we show up for for workouts. He comes from from home and and it's doing these player run practices so he can still do that he just can't take part in those uh the strength strength stuff uh because he's going to get his scholarship on the second day of fall camp but i think even with harris out dan it looks like it's going to be a deeper wide receiver group this year from just the guys we've seen that are new than it was last year yeah i don't don't think there's any question i mean uh last year you really weren't you know sure of what what was going to happen with Stephen Mitchell? I think now we we absolutely uh, you know know what kind of an explosive player he is. I mean, last year we didn't know for sure where Juju Smith was going to play, and now you know you see him now, and uh, you know he's the most you know advanced 18 year old I think any of us have ever seen. You know, physically and leader, you know, with the leadership skills he's got and the work ethic and all of that, and he just looks so you know, solid, uh, uh, you know, night after night after night. And, and the combination of him and, uh, and Juju and that, I mean, Juju and, uh, and Steven. And then, you know, he was self-identifying last night with the de- defensive backs, uh, Adoree Jackson. But he's clearly going to play a lot more offense this year. And you're going to have to be ready to defend him almost at any time. And uh, you put him out there you know, with uh, Steven and, and, and Juju and whoever else. And uh, you've got a pretty uh, difficult challenge if you're, you know, a defense setting up to, you know, play against a USC team with a veteran Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback who doesn't do anything but throw the ball on time, on target. I mean, over and over again, I know people last night were saying, man, uh, you know, so the people at the stands were just watching it saying, golly, Cody just never throws the ball to the wrong, you know, off target. I mean, everything, and he's making some really difficult throws on uh, on some patterns. That, you know, we're standing down there on the sidelines, and you watch it, and he never even looks, you know, and throws a deep out, uh, you know, to a to a really well defended, uh, you know, receiver, and you just think, wow. I mean, he. Cody look has a different look about him this year, and um, and and you know you you almost can't evaluate the wide receiver core without you know the quarterback to go with him, and uh, it's a it's a pretty positive outlook despite you know what we're hearing about uh, uh, Jenna. Yeah, uh, so it'll be that'll be kind of fun to watch the on the defensive side of the ball. We saw one new face, um, so if people know like the second summer session won't start until uh, July. And so about half or maybe a little bit more than half of the new freshmen and the two JC guys are on campus too, uh, are there. And then, but you have to wait for everyone to graduate. I think actually Iman Marshall, like Long Beach Poly graduates today, I believe. So, right. um, you know, guys like that, I mean, he's still been out there and, and taking part in the player workouts, but you know, until they graduate, then they can come and enroll and, and take the summer classes and stuff. But one new face we saw was Marvell Tell. Uh, you know, good-looking kid. I don't know if you got to see a whole lot of him. So him and Akili Ross, well, that's both you, safety. That's the there. thing that jumps out at you when you look at these new guys is they're good-looking kids. I mean, Port Augustine got his first team, you know, work yeah. uh, after having, you know, a little issue with his shin. But the first thing you look at is you say, man, he really is six five. you know. He is a basketball player and a big pitcher and all the other stuff. And, you know, that's a really good – I mean, you like the thought of, of somebody that athletic who's also that big. Or you saw 
Jacob Daniel and Noah Jefferson, and you think, man, those guys are big. Yeah. I mean, they, they have some really – I mean, that group of 12 uh, defensive linemen who kind of got together, you know, at the start of practice and went over to hard zones for a while to work out on the grass and came back, and you thought, man, there's a lot of big, big-looking athletes in that group. And that isn't a sense that you've ever had. You know, I mean, 12 defensive linemen at USC, that just – I mean, I'm trying to remember when the last time I, I, I looked you know, at, at the D-line group and saw that many big athletic, you know, looking guys. Uh, so it is a different sense. Uh, even, you know, right now 65 to 70 guys will show up, but you just think, man, these are numbers that in terms of guys who can play that we haven't seen before, we're, we're not accustomed to. Yeah, and I, I think what USC fans want to know, Dan, is that you know that we we're seeing the depth now. This is when not the guys, all the guys aren't even there yet. There's going to be more depth on this team. There's more guys that can play. There's more you know positions have kind of filled out, and there's some thin spots with tight end and stuff. But even the the guys that aren't scholarship tight ends, we saw looked looked really good um, out there yesterday. But the I, I really do think that this can change the coaching philosophy a little bit because. There's not that worry about uh, you're going to be too thin at this spot or things like that. It seems like to me, Dan, this is a very different looking team just because of depth. You just feel better about this is a team you can take some more chances with, I guess you could say. Well, and I think the other thing is this team will naturally do what Pete's teams did, which is uh, compete every day in practice. And and I, I don't think we can even quantify how much that means Uh when you've got somebody pushing you, when you've got somebody that wants your job, and I think they've done a good job here, Sark and company have, in terms of, you know, working guys in, young guys, giving them a chance, and giving them a chance to play if, uh, you know, if, that, if they deserve it. And I think uh, that will carry over. But the numbers, having those extra numbers, uh, and, you know, more guys who can play and more guys who are going to compete for spots, I think that's just more than anything the coaches can do. That changes the nature of practice. So you get more done in practice. You have more of those practices like we were talking about last night where the ball doesn't hit the ground, where you know the, the, the quarterback's throws are on time and on target and the guys don't drop them. And that's the kind of concentration you need when you're, you know, you're competing uh, the way you know, the competition is, is, is liable to, you know, to change things. I think the coaches probably would have changed their attitude anyway in terms of things like second-half game plan or uh, practice uh, you know, intensity and all of that, even had the numbers not changed. I think they needed to go through, you know, where the majority of the coaches had never gone through a scholarship-limited season like last year, and they're trying to you know, figure their way through. I think they probably would have figured out more that, uh, you know, you probably need to just let USC kids be USC players and and see what happens rather than trying to slow the game down in the second half, not take so many chances, uh, and just hold on. Uh, I think that would have gone away anyway, but the fact that they've got a lot more players to play with, uh, I think that completely uh, takes that off the table, that idea that you're going to just try to hold on and hope, you know, that you can either, you know, make that last drive and keep the ball yourself or you can stop them 
even if you're not going to, you know, blitz them and you're not going to try to take much away, you just hope they maybe stop themselves. Something that just doesn't happen as much in college football now. These offenses are, are too good, and uh, you probably got to stop them rather than hope they're going to stop themselves. So I think a lot of this kind of changes where this team is in going into this uh, season, you know, number two under Sark. Uh, well, we got a couple questions, Dan, too, I wanted to get to. So let's uh, let's start with Earl in West L.A. He says, I love the new format because I now get to hear the podcast three times a week instead of one. Well, thank you, Earl. We're, we might even do four, just depending on what we get if we do recruiting and like a special guest during the week. So we want to sp- try to split it up. And so far, we've got a lot of positive feedback. So thanks for that. He says, can you update us on the number of scholarship players anticipated on the roster when fall camp starts? Thanks and fight on. Uh, Earl in West LA, and I, I actually have the chart in front of me, Dan. If you want me to comment first, or if, or if you'd sure. like to, yeah. So uh, what, what? So if you look on, go to uscfootball.com and under the football tab, you can go to scholarship chart. And uh, as of right now, what I have on the chart is um, seventy-five players currently a lot scholarships currently a lot of the players. Seventy-seven of them currently a lot of the players. Seventy-five uh, are recruited scholarship players. Um, now, what that doesn't include is uh, Cyrus Hobby, and he's not officially back on the team, but he's back there working out. So he's essentially a free scholarship. So that number would go up to uh, 78 um, uh, by my count. So I think that's probably, Dan, the maximum, and that's including the two blue shirts. Um, it's including uh, Taylor McNamara, who's anticipating transferring in, and you know he would likely blue shirt as well. But that's the kind of number I have right now, Dan. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah, and, and I would say this. Uh, uh, Connor Spears will get a scholarship in January. He has to be there two years, unfortunately. So he doesn't get one in the first semester. He, I mean, I don't think after watching him, you know, I don't think we can think of him as anything other than a scholarship player, even though he ain't going to count and he ain't going to have one until January for the second semester. But, you know, so – the number probably isn't as bad as it looks, but it is the number. Yeah, that's the, I mean, so he, and I, and I think Dan, and I don't know if this is going to happen. I've talked to some of the uh, walk on receivers before about this. There's a lot of guys that are candidates to, you know, George Katrib already has been given a scholarship. He was a former walk on um, like you see, like a David Melstrom's looking good or a Robbie Colons or a Christian Tober because USC has that many spots underneath the 85 limit i think a couple of those guys could be given scholarships as well so maybe the number goes up to 80 or so because of the walk-on thing but the number of recruited scholarship guys uh i think would max out at at 76 which would be with uh cyrus hobby he's like that kind of free pass because you don't you don't count as an initial scholarship twice uh he was already given an initial scholarship i think he's starting a, a graduate program we don't have the official word on it yet but that's it's that's what we anticipate so probably 76 recruited scholarship players uh 78 by by my count if you include hobby now and then like dan said some other guys could get them and and i guess that's one good thing about coming off the sanctions dan is you can your few no you know a few spots underneath that 85 you can kind of reward some of these walk-ons and give them a spot and they should. I mean, these walk-ons have been the backbone of this program. Have, have you know made this program able to survive, uh, you know, the sanctions. And uh, I think you can also those guys can really help you in terms of uh, uh, you know your graduation, uh, you know, 
situation, uh, the APR, uh, because guys that have, you know, established themselves and, you know, academically and what have you, they're going to get their degrees. And, uh, you know, that would be, uh, uh, you know, another plus. From, uh, and so, you know, I think that it would be a hard choice right now. Somebody, I think, one day started mentioning all of the, the walk-on kids that, that really have contributed. And, and, you know, you look at the numbers and you just think, wow, this, uh, you know, who would – how would you, uh, you know, choose, you know, from all of these kids? But um, and then they're going to get a kid like a, a Caleb Wilson won't count as a scholarship player uh, with his dad, you know, as a coach at the uh, offensive or defensive line coach Chris Wilson. So again, there's a free scholarship. Yeah. Uh, and the more he shows us this summer, he deserves. <laughs> he's a scholarship football player, uh, and uh, he's an athlete. Who can who can really catch the football at a, at a position of you know great deal you know of need, so uh, uh, it, it's it's probably working out better than you would have imagined at a private school with you know top academics that you know where the total you know annual tuition and room and board bill is like sixty seven thousand dollars. That isn't exactly the perfect situation to get a uh, you know, the kind of walk-ons you need. But, uh, and James Toland, for example, he's basically right now the other, you know, running back, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and coming back. And he got, every night you go out there, there's not a person who would show up at practice to watch uh, the summer workouts who would even guess that he's not a scholarship player yeah. when you watch him do what he does. So, <clears throat> I mean, it's, uh, yes, he been has, has done some really smart things over the years. To get these kids there, made some good judgments about them, and uh, and they're just terrific kids. I mean, they've done so much for this program. Uh, one of the other guys, uh, Matt Lopes, uh, is plays like a. I mean, his, you know, he plays like a scholarship player. His dad's you know in the athletic department, uh, one of the administrators. But the man, he's a kid that it seems to make plays. He gets his hands on footballs. You know, these summer workouts. He did it during the spring. Um, you know, we we've seen this kid play even in games, and uh, he's. He's another guy that's worthy of a scholarship, but doesn't need one because his dad, you know, works at the university. Yeah. Well, and, and again, it, the, the, one of the really neat things is the way the players accept everybody. It's not like there's a cast system for the, you know, the walk-ons and the non-walk-ons. I mean, they accept, um, you know, a kid like Steve Lopes. I mean, they say, you know, or Matt Lopes. He, you know, he's very well respected. He'll hit you. He'll, you know. He's a he's just a tough, smart, you know, kid in that secondary, and there's no sense of oh he's not a scholarship player or whatever. No, I mean it's uh, you know they just uh, I think USC's had to depend on these kids so much, you know, for the last three four years that there's a culture of uh, it doesn't matter it other than you know what kind of a you know athlete what kind of a teammate. Uh, you are, and uh, and that's a really good thing, I think, for this uh, for this program. Uh, Tarek had a question. Do you think Chad Wheeler will be the starter at left tackle come fall camp? And if so, who's going to lose their starting position? I'd be just flipping a coin. I I don't have any idea. He's not there yet. I mean, it, and we didn't expect him to be. He uh, uh, there one night I guess he did go with the first group in the pre-practice stuff and that, but when, uh, when Toa's there, uh, Chad 
Chad's going with the second group, and he's still, you know, favoring that leg a, a little bit. And then smartly, uh, you know, we got a couple of months until he would really have to, you know, prepare uh, to be ready to to absolutely, uh, you know, go out there. So I think they're they're approaching it the right way, and I think that's a bridge they'll cross when they get to it, if they get to it. But I don't think they're you know, worrying about it now. And, and honestly, you know, we can see as much as anything uh, that they do every night. And I, I wouldn't be able And I was actually spent a couple of years as a college trainer, and uh, I wouldn't be able to begin to tell you where I think that's going to play out. I, I just don't know. All right. Well, Dan, great stuff. We love uh, having you come on the show. And uh, we'll uh, we'll be back again next week talking a little bit more about these summer workouts and stuff. They keep keep grinding on. We keep uh, finding out what's going on with this team. And, and as, as we always say, it's USC. There's always going to be news. <laughs> there always is. All right. Well, you've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And here's a quick message from our sponsor, Michael Moline Real Estate. Most people know that buying or selling real estate is no small undertaking. Understanding the market value of your home, pricing, advertising, closing, and perhaps even selling personal property along the way are all examples of the real estate journey. And Michael Moline Real Estate has the experience to help make that journey an enjoyable one. Southern California real estate inventories are at historic lows, so there is no better time than now to sell your residential property. Whether you're moving into a bigger home or downsizing, personal property is often a component of the real estate estate transaction. Michael Moline Real Estate has industry expertise to help you with both your real property and your personal property as you get ready to transition. Michael Moline Real Estate specializes in properties located on the west side of Los Angeles and the southern San Fernando Valley communities. Allow Michael Moline Real Estate to give you a free comparative market analysis and home valuation so you know how much your home is worth today. Contact Michael Moline at michaelmolinerealestate.com. That's Michael, M-O-L-I-N-E, realestate.com. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store. 